25 years of Jaguars football. Oh, they're throwing beer bottles and everything. Yeah, this is very low red for a town that prides itself on having such an NFL tradition. It is Wednesday, November 13th. This is Jaguars Happy Hour. Jaguars Happy Hour is presented by the Fields Auto Group. And now, the reasoning behind a three-day waiting period for silverware, J.P. Shadrick. Welcome in. Jaguars Happy Hour presented by the Fields Auto Group. J.P. Shadrick, senior writer John Ozier. Colts week is here. It's week 11. The Jags off the bye week and a huge slate of division games the next two weeks ahead for this team. The quarterback is back. There's plenty to get to in this edition, John. I'm not sure I get the silverware reference. I was going to let it go. Okay. I was going to let it go, man. (laughs) I'm still kind of on my mind. That's why I let it go. Um, Here's what's coming up on the program today, by the way. Colts week underway, of course. Nick Foles back on the field, back to the lineup. He'll start this Sunday at Lucas Oil Stadium against those Indianapolis Colts. The Jags are healthy. For the first time in a long time, coming off the bye week, the uniform unveiling, Jimmy Luck will join us in studio. Wide receiver Chris Conley scheduled to join us in studio as well with a special guest from the locker room, as he always does. Nick Foles back in the lineup. We heard from head coach Doug Marone earlier today and the importance of Foles being around during his injury. And and Doug Marone said you can't lose the fact of how important that was, not only for the team, but for Nick Foles himself. Being around uh, is big. You don't want to, you know, all of a sudden be absent and then come back in. And then, you know, now your role is, has changed where before Nick's role was doing everything he can to support uh, not only Gardner, but everyone else in around the room, which he did a great job of. Everyone will tell you that. Uh, being in the locker room with the defensive players and being around them is important. Uh, being around the coaches, being in the meetings, you know, seeing how things are, 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 are going, seeing how guys are playing, uh, getting a feel for, you know, um, the receivers, the line, the protections, you know, having that feel, just watching it and being in tune. And Nick's, you know, the ultimate professional. I mean, he, he was in tune with it. And then now, you know, it changes a little bit. You know, obviously, you know, Gardner's, you know, supporting him. And, um, you know, now Nick's is, is more vocal of, you know, hey, this is what we're going to do. This is what we like and working together with the coaches. That's head coach Doug Marone before practice today and then the team practiced, of course. And then following practice, the quarterback spoke. Nick Foles for the first time since right after the Kansas City game week one, grateful for that quarterback room. We want to continue to grow as a team and continue um, developing our culture um, like we've been doing. But, you know, to be back in a situation where we, we have an opportunity to make a run, um, that's all we can ever ask. I'm, I'm grateful to be healthy and be back with those guys. Um, I'm proud of Gardner for everything he's done. He's a tremendous player. He's been amazing in the QB room, and I, I've really enjoyed watching him play and develop as a young player because um, I was once, you know, him playing as a young player, and to see him play at the level he has has been amazing. He's just going to continue to grow and have a bright career, so I'm excited for him. I'm excited that I get to work with him and Josh in the QB room because that's a huge part of a QB success is that room and it's not talked about enough is, you know, the guys that are in there, we go, we go through film study, we go through preparation on the sidelines, going through everything together with Scott um, has been huge. So i um, grateful for them. There's Nick Foles. And uh, yeah, that's a group that um, will follow of course, throughout the rest of the season, but Nick Foles back in the lineup this week, John, that's the huge story today. We'll hear from Gardner Minshew coming up, but uh, the first time in a long time to hear from number seven. Yeah. And it's uh it's fascinating the difference between him and Gardner Minshew, first of all. Obviously, the personalities are, are completely different. Um, 
and I think the million dollar question that will be answered Sunday that I don't know if we know the answer to is what will this offense be different? Uh, I think the Jaguars hope that the Foles effect is the ball getting out quicker, more efficiency on offense, that he will see things on the field that Gardner wasn't able to see as a rookie, uh, that he will complete uh, passes and, and that routes will be effective and that plays will be effective that Gardner, just because of experience, didn't get to, didn't see those reads. Uh, and that the offensive line will be helped by those things because Gardner won't be running into some sacks, which he did, which most rookie quarterbacks do. So, um, But all of that said, we've seen Foles for 11 plays. So when people ask me in the O's and people ask me, I just am talking to, what will be different? I just don't think we know yet. It, it, it's a fascinating thing that this feels like an O and O team in a lot of ways, but it's an O and O team with all the fresh start and the hope, but you got to win. So right. there, there's not the O and O feel, optimism feel of the early season in the sense that that's all well and good, but if you don't win, you're four and six. So it's it's a must-win game with a fresh start quarterback. Uh, it could go great, but there's the other side of it. That's so right. I, you know, it, it's it's a fascinating week to me on that front. Everybody's talked about uh, the track record that Foles has mm-hmm. late in seasons of of coming off the bench in the last two years in Philadelphia. I, I guess it's a similar idea of that here, but. I mean, you got to remember what was around him in Philadelphia as well. Yeah. They had uh, an offense that was rolling. They had the tight end room that was uh, stacked, really, mm-hmm. with Ertz and the other guys there and, and receivers that could really go get it. Not that these guys can't, but it was a little more proven around him, I think, in Philadelphia. That success came. Obviously, he was a big part of that. But I think it's, it's uh, kind of dangerous to uh, – you, you hope right. it could be that, but it's dangerous to compare those two. Well, what you hope is that, yes, he was – dependent on the tight ends. But he also used Alton Jeffries. I mean, Alshon Jeffries a lot. He also used the running backs a lot. I think uh, from watching Foles uh, with Philadelphia and from watching him here, he utilized the strengths in the offense. You would hope that as a veteran quarterback, that's what he is and not a guy who is so tight end centric that he can't come off of it. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's what he is. I've never gotten the impression from talking to people that's what he is or watching him. So. The big thing he brings, and it, it's hard to verbalize this, but in the stats you kind of saw it. He was a legend in Philadelphia. Big wins. And his numbers, he had 12 touchdowns and six interceptions during that time. And you think, oh, 12 and six. That's, in the age, that's not great. It's good. It's not great. But remember, all of his experience in Philadelphia the last two years were in huge games, huge, huge, huge games where every drive mattered, and every defense he's playing is is playing for their playoff lives. So there's going to be a few more mistakes, a few more bad things happen. What's impressive about Foles and what is sort of the his identifying characteristic and the reason they went out and got him, his ability to overcome those situations, his ability, okay, interception, fine. Here's what we're going to do to make up for. Here's here's where we're going to go win. And I, uh, I don't think the numbers are as much as what he brings in terms of a winning philosophy, the ability to do that, the ability at, as you mentioned, okay, he doesn't have the tight end. Well, we're going to go to DJ Chark and Chris Conley on this drive, and I use DD Westbrook 
as a scat receiver over the middle. Not a tight end, but we're going to get that out mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. I think you got a guy who can, ad- who can adapt to his circumstance under fire and perform at a high level. That's certainly what you paid for. We heard from multiple quarterbacks today. Of course, Nick Foles right after practice. Then in the locker room, Gardner Minshew II speaking for the first time since the uh, news that he was no longer going to be the starter. Was he disappointed? Yeah, I was disappointed a little bit, obviously, um, you know, because everybody wants to be that guy in the huddle. Um, but you know what? If you'd have told me in the beginning of the year that I'd get to play half a season and then be able to learn, I said I'll take that deal 100%. You know what I'm saying? So I got a lot of good experience. I'm also going to be able to learn from one of the best dudes in the business. So he's taking it okay. You know, I think as a competitor and a football player, he wants to play and and be out there and help his team and do all that. But I think he kind of gets uh, what's going on here. And for the Jaguars, from their perspective, now you know what you have, at least, a baseline of what you have in your backup quarterback. And there's going to be a point at some point down the line here where he's on the field again. Well, it, it means so much in so many different ways. Bare minimum, it gives them a backup quarterback that, you know, is in the top, what, third of the league in terms of backup quarterbacks. I think you would make that argument. Uh, whatever the number is, they feel confident in them. Sure, they do. Um, it also, and I think this is not insignificant, fast-forwarding to next February when we're talking about the draft, this is a team that for X number of years has talked about do you take a quarterback in the draft? Where do you take him? Et cetera. So some years they have, some years they haven't. Um, you've got two first-round picks over the next two years, and two or four first-round picks and two second-round picks over the next two years. I don't get the idea that with Minshew here and with Foles, but with Minshew being young, that they're going to be worried about taking a quarterback in those first uh, two rounds. So all of a sudden, you don't have to worry about okay if if we've got the say, 15 and 22 pick in the draft in mean, the first round. You don't have to worry about packaging those and go getting it. You can let the draft come to you. You can pick other positions. Uh, and so I think that's important. What he's given them is a feeling of we don't have to worry anymore about the quarterback position. Uh, is that true? Only time will tell, but I think that's the feeling right now. Now, looking ahead for this Jaguars team this season, of course, seven games to go, and they're up against it. they got to win games, certainly these division games coming up in, in Indy and in Nashville the next two weeks. And you see there on your screen what's coming up for this Jags team. We can look big picture, right? Seven games to go. They need to win six, seven of them, whatever Tony Buscelli's talked about, locking all seven games and all that. But in the locker room, uh, you're hearing from guys, well, they can't really think that big. They know what's out there, but – it's day-to-day, week-to-week, and we heard from a rookie of all things on this today, Josh Allen, not focused on all seven. You know, we, we can't really think about, right. you know, the season, the rest of the season, man, and Coach Marone made it a big emphasis. You know, I've been on that. I've been feeling like that. But since he said that it was just the whole team, man, it made me feel a lot comfortable and that, that everybody's on the same page now. It's like we're not focused on when we play the Chargers or when we play, you know, them, mm-hmm. we're focused on today's practice. Mm-hmm. Then when that practice is over, we watch the film, then we focus on the next day. Mm-hmm. Then once we get to game day, we're prepared and we're focused that all we're going to do is focus on that game and execute it. And I'm really excited to see, you know, how we're going to play this week because I feel like we had a really good practice uh, Monday and today. 
and uh, I'm looking forward to this week. Josh Allen's not your average rookie to speak with. He has, a, I think, a grander kind of uh, mm-hmm. idea of, of how things work in the NFL. So uh, interesting to hear his thoughts on how they approach this thing moving ahead. That's really all they can all handle is right, what's right there in front of them. That's the Indianapolis Colts this week. Yeah, and it's it's a tough matchup for a few reasons. They're good. Uh, the other reason is that I've always thought late in the season – that a team's circumstance matters a great deal. The, the Jaguars, unfortunately for the Jaguars, are going up to Indy with a team that still has a lot on the line, mm-hmm. that's lost two in a row, that probably are, are, are feeling as if this is a must-win game for them. They're at home. So I think this is a, it, is a brutally tough matchup uh, because the Colts have lost two in a row. The, the opposite side of that is, they have a, a quarterback who you figure, uh, Jacoby Brissett, if he plays, which I believe he will, mm-hmm. uh, has got to be at least a little immobile. Um, but this is the Jaguars probably having to, to deliver what will feel like a knockout blow to a team playing at home that is not a bad team when the quarterback's playing. So this is, I think they match up okay against the Colts. But I think this is a tougher matchup than they've had against the Colts in a long time. If you think about it, it's one of the first matchups between these two teams when both of them felt like they had legitimate playoff hopes in a long, long time. It's uh, in in 2017 when the Jaguars were first really getting started. All the games before that, you never really felt like the Jaguars had great playoff hope. 2017 they did, but the Colts were down. Uh, last year, by the time they started playing the Colts. It sort of felt like the Jaguars' season was sliding away from them and the Colts were getting better. So this is really the first time in a long, long time that these franchises both have played a big game in November with, with, with a lot on the line. Interesting. Colts uh, just put out their injury report for today. Jac- Jacoby Brissett was full. And yeah, the head coach there, Frank Reich, said if he was full practice through Wednesday, he would play on Sunday. So it sounds like he's going on Sunday. Yeah, and, and then you wonder about the mobility. Um, Interesting thing about the Colts is right now they feel like, and the league feels like, and it's played like this over the last couple of years, they feel like they have one of the best offensive lines in the league, and it, it's a calling card for them. At the same time, the group really hasn't played consistently as it did last year when pretty much all last year it felt like it was the best offense or one of the best two or three lines in football. So. Is that line playing like it is? Can they clear holes for Marlon Mack? Uh, to me, the Jaguars' season, all their games from here on out, will depend on can they stop the run enough to put pressure on the quarterback. This team can put quarterback on any can put pressure on any quarterback, regardless of line, if they get leads. So uh, I think that's the matchup to watch. Jaguars' pass rush against the Colts' offensive line. It will be a matter of the Jaguars getting a lead and be able to tee off and rush the passer. Trying to stop that run. As you said, there's been moments this year where it hasn't looked very good at all, where they miss a gap or an assignment and it goes the distance. And other times they've played well against it, but it's got to be a a week-over-week consistency the rest of the way. Yeah, to me it's the whole key. I mean, I I, I get that Foles is a key. I've said a couple times this week, the Jaguars' season now, I think they would feel good about this in in August if you told them this. It's going to depend on their two major offseason acquisitions, Josh Allen slash pass rush and uh, Nick Foles, a quarterback. If we're grading those as A-pluses in December, you're probably in the playoff chase. If either of them are meh, then you're probably in trouble. 
Plenty ahead on Jaguars Happy Hour today. We're back in a moment with players to watch for this week. We'll, John and I will pick our guys to, to watch at Lucas Oil Stadium this week. Jimmy Luck right around the corner as well to unveil uniform combination for this week. Join the Jags and our friends at the McKenzie Noel Wilson Foundation for the 10th annual McKenzie's Run, November 23rd at TIAA Bankfield. See Jackson DeVille and the Roar, plus a fun after party with live music and games. Participants finish inside the stadium and they'll appear on the world's largest video boards. It benefits the Boys and Girls Clubs of Northeast Florida. Visit mckenziesrun.org to register. Back with more in a moment. It's Jaguars Happy Hour, presented by the Fields Auto Group on the Jaguars Digital Network. You can step up to luxury now. Hello, I'm Dan Fields. Whatever you're driving, you can step up to luxury now. Plus, get our Fields amenities, which include complimentary loaners, car washes, and our cafes. Make this your year to step up to luxury at Fields Cadillac, Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Land Rover, Jaguar, and Lexus. When it comes to the ultimate car buying experience, there's only one name that matters, Fields. And Fields matters because you matter. The Fields Auto Group, proud partners of your Jacksonville Jaguars. Workers' compensation and auto injury claims can be a hassle. Getting your prescriptions shouldn't be. At Smart Workers Pharmacy, they provide free home delivery of prescriptions with no upfront cost or hassle for the patient. They work with insurance companies and attorneys to handle the paperwork so you can focus on what's most important, getting better. If you're injured on the job or in an auto accident, ask your prescriber to send your prescriptions to Smart Workers Pharmacy. Visit smartworkerspharmacy.com to learn more. The official pharmacy of the Jacksonville Jaguars. At ViStar, we believe in better, especially in helping build a better financial future for our members. So we've reviewed our offerings from the ground up. We've lowered or eliminated over half our fees and enhanced our already competitive rates. Saving members more than a million dollars this year, in addition to the millions we save them every year. If you believe that saving money is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. Jaguars Happy Hour presented by the Fields Auto Group on a Wednesday. J.P. Shadrick, John Osher, Jags, Colts coming up Sunday, 1 o'clock, Lucas Oil Stadium in downtown Indy. First of two meetings this year between the division rivals. They'll be back. Uh, the Colts will be back in Jacksonville week 17 to wrap up the regular year. And time will tell if that game has meaning. This one certainly does. Yep. And a big swing game in the middle part of the season in the AFC South. If the Jags win, they could be um, they could be at second place in the division yep. at the end of the day. Yeah, and that's why, I mean, there was a lot of kickback on Sunday in the Ozone mailbag when, you know, the, the Titans won and all of a sudden, oh, the Jaguars are in last place. Well, just as important was the Colts losing to the Dolphins. Correct. Which brought yes. them back. Mm-hmm. And so if if the Jaguars would win, on Sunday, which I, I'm not sure which way I'm picking. I think this is a really tough matchup for the Jags. Uh, I think it could set them up for a lot, but I'll, I, it's just a big Week 11 game. But if they win, I, I hope the same people who were, oh, well, they're in last place and it shows that nobody here knows what they're doing. Well, if they win, they're in second place, so all of a sudden they're great, right? That's right. It's a week-to-week league. What have you done for me lately? Yeah, so uh, just – just my little thought. Jay. Okay, well, I mean, there's a lot of big games to come. Yeah. If you you get this one this week, then the next one becomes big at Tennessee, of course, a place where historically yeah. over the last uh, few several years the Jags have not played well in Nashville. But 
that becomes the big game. It's well, a division game and all that. When you're average, and this has been an average team this year. It was a very good team in 17, not a very good team last year. When you're average, uh, through October, November, they all matter because you haven't given yourself any room for error, and they all feel like must-wins. And right now, there's, there are some average teams in this league that we all think of as average right now that are going to get hot, and then they're not going to be average in December. So uh, you have to like the Jaguars' chances of being one of those teams. They are healthy, and regardless of whether uh, Brissett is on the injury report or, or is full or not, he's on the injury report with a knee, so he's not healthy. So you have an, a healthy team going against a team with a quarterback on the injury report. And some other skilled guys out right. there, That's too. Right, supposed to sure. work to your advantage. But uh, as I'm sure anybody in this locker room would say, as, as I'm sure Chris Conley would say when he gets in here, for the last few weeks, it feels like we're talking about scenarios. At some point, if they win, they will take care of their own scenarios. But you got to win. And it, if, if you don't win, then you're talking about mathematics and miracles the rest of the way. And that's – that's what you don't want to be talking about. No, not at all. Uh, in December. Let's get our players to watch for this Let's week's game. That. You know, last week we had this show on Wednesday, and it was an earlier version, and it was getaway day before the bye week. So we picked our players to watch you know, the, in the second half, the, the back seven games of the season. So I decided, you know what? If I'm going to pick him for the back half of the season, I might as well pick him for this week as well. So I'm going with the same guys I picked last week, and it's Leonard Fournette on the offensive side. With Foles in there, and I know Foles would be the easy one. Yeah, he's the quarterback. He's coming back. If they spread it out a little bit somehow, if they can have a consistent passing game, maybe it opens it up a little more for Leonard Fournette down the stretch. And you see what he's done this year so far. 831 yards on the ground. He's right there near the top of the league in yards from scrimmage. So he's been active in the passing game too. He can be an option for Foles out of the backfield. And maybe even over the middle of the field if the tight end isn't working out. Uh, I think this is a big one for Leonard Fournette. And uh, we'll see if he can get things done this week in Indianapolis against a pretty good Colts defense as well, by the way. Yeah, and I think a big thing you mentioned, it'll be interesting to me how they use him in the passing game going forward. I don't know that you'll necessarily see him get uh, significantly more touches, but... I've got to think that there will be times in this last seven games where Foles goes to the line and is able to put Fournette in good situations uh, for big plays mm -hmm. that perhaps Minshew didn't see when he went to the line. And, you know, there will be things in this offense that I think when you ask how will it be different, it's hard to pinpoint it. And, and we may not even know from watching it how it's different or what he did, but I think there will be cases where Foles is at the line and something that Gardner wouldn't have even had a chance to think of because he knows three levels of the offense. Mm -hmm. Foles may be able to get people into a position simply because of his knowledge of the offense. So I think for uh, and Leonard Fournette, based on what we saw in Philadelphia where they used the running back out of the backfield as just as much as they did the tight end, we may see him benefit on that front. Defensively, I'm going to keep an eye on Yannick Ngakwe. I okay. think a lot of people will, and that's the, the guy I picked last week for the back half of this season. The last three weeks before the bye week, you see there, he's been uh, very good. Five tackles for loss, five quarterback hits. The sack numbers, he's got two in the last three games, four for the season, but he's made more of an all-around impact this mm -hmm. year, especially as of late in the running game, in the backfield, doing things there. 
and that sets up well for this Jaguars defense down the stretch. Doug Marone earlier this week uh, was asked about the last three weeks and Unique getting warmed up and how, what do you expect down the stretch and um, spoke very highly about his run defense, especially the last three weeks. And um, That's something that, you know, over the, the last couple of years has gotten better, but I think this is the year where it needs to get better and certainly yeah. in the contract year and everything going on around that. But uh, he's been um, fantastic lately, and I think that can continue, especially if you get the other guys rolling, if they get in those situations where they can get the pass rush going. I know he's seen a lot of double teams and all that, but if they can get more of a pass rush situation, mm-hmm. get leads and do all the, that you said earlier, I think Unique can step up and have a, a big game, and, and even this week in Indianapolis. Well, he's healthy. There was a lot of talk early, some people asking, well, he's not getting sacks early. Is this because he's – not trying because of his contract. Well, Mm-mm. that's not in his. That's not in his DNA. Uh, once healthy, he's been back to the exact same player he's been for three years, which is a guy who gives maximum effort uh, consistently. When they have a lead, he's is a devastatingly good player. And I'm not sure the stat. I think he has six and a half sacks against the Colts in the last eight games, or four and a half in the last six. Some very good number out of mm-hmm. the last X number of games. That stands to reason because this team has matched up well against the Colts. They have had leads against the Colts. He's been able to play his game against the Colts. So he, uh, I would expect that if they can stay in the game and get a lead, that he will be productive this year, uh, yep. this week. Five and a half sacks against the Colts in from the sixteen six to yeah. yeah to 10. So that's and that's. If you average that over, over 16 games, you're getting 14 sacks. So that's – he plays well against this team because they've won, what, five of seven games against the Colts. So they've had leads. They've been competitive where he can shine. He's not going to be a great player if you're down by 14 points because he's a pass rusher, and that's what he is. That's right. Fournette and Ngakwe for me. And now for you, it was a guy, I think, uh, on offense that – uh, we didn't think the loss of him in London would be would be as big as it turned out to be, but uh, he's back now, and that's yeah. good news for the offense. Well, it's uh, D.D. Westbrook, and uh, you know, I've said a couple of times on on various airs that I missed going in. I, I didn't realize a I wasn't sure if he was going to play or not against the Texans. Wasn't sure what his impact would be if he didn't. When you Right now, be it Dee, Chris Conley, Cole, or Shark, I wrote for uh, my quick thoughts with Brian Sexton tomorrow. I don't think you can afford to lose any of your top four wide receivers right now for the Jags. It's critically important, especially the top three, because they don't have a tight end or a, a, a tight end that you trust the defense have to game plan for. So when they lost Dee Westbrook, all of a sudden they were down to Keelan Cole, DJ Chark, and Chris Conley. That's fine, except they're pretty much right now your only threats in the passing game anywhere. Um, that makes it tough. So him being back, him being able to work the middle of the field, and uh, what will be interesting to watch with D.D. With, uh, Westbrook, I'm not sure how much it translates, but if you remember, preseason game, game against Miami, Foles went to him all the time. He was the top receiver, went into him constantly. I don't know that it'll be to that extreme, but Foles clearly has a comfort level with Westbrook, clearly knows how to use him. So I think he is a player to watch not only now, the rest of the season. They need their top three healthy. All right. That's an excellent point. Yes, it, yes they do. And you saw 
in London what the uh, some of the issues were when he was not out there. Defensively, it's the quarterback of the defense. Yeah, I'm with Miles Jack. Um, he's important. I think he's a guy to watch as he go forward, not necessarily to question whether he will play at a high level. I think he played at a higher level during the first half of the season, a higher level than people thought. Uh, he, he had a bad game against Carolina. There were some some uh, missed assignments early on his part that were more because of what he was trying to make for make up for around him than they were his own error. And it, and it comes down to his error because he, he's jumping out of a gap. But I think as time has gone on, especially since the Carolina game, he's played at a very high level, and he will continue that. Now I will be curious to see how he and the rest of what is now a healthy linebacker group, can they be consistent against the run over the last seven games of the season? Um, They weren't over the first seven because of injuries. Can they stay healthy and play as they did against New Orleans, Cincinnati, the Jets? Um, I think if they have more than one game where it feels like it's out of control against them with the other team running, I don't think make. I don't think this team make make the playoffs. I think it has to be a consistent run stopping unit, and it starts with Miles. And I'm I'm confident that he will play at a level that enables them to do that. There you have it, uh, Westbrook and Jack for John Osher. I had Fournette and Ngakwe players to watch this week against the Indianapolis Colts. You'll get to watch those players this week in the uniforms that Jimmy Luck unveils when we come back in just a moment. Coming up at Daly's place, though, Sarah Bareilles. November 22nd, meet in Greece with Danny and Sandy, John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John, December 15th. All Elite Wrestling Dynamite, January 1st, New Year's Day. Tickets at dailiesplace.com. It's Jaguars Happy Hour presented by the Fields Auto Group on the Jaguars Digital Network. can step up to luxury now. Hello, I'm Dan Fields. Whatever you're driving, you can step up to luxury now. Plus, get our Fields amenities, which include complimentary loaners, car washes, and our cafes. Make this your year to step up to luxury at Fields Cadillac, Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Land Rover, Jaguar, and Lexus. When it comes to the ultimate car buying experience, there's only one name that matters, Fields. And Fields matters because you matter. The Fields Auto Group, proud partners of your Jacksonville Jaguars. Take home a delicious game day win with free delivery from Mellow Mushroom powered by DoorDash. Their signature stone baked pizzas, sandwiches, and Mellow Munchies are the perfect play to score big with your family and friends. Order online at order.mellowmushroom.com and don't forget to follow on Facebook where the Roar of the Jaguars will make a special delivery to one lucky fan during every away game. Place your order today and get the taste that's deliciously Duval. Pinpoint, the official signage partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, helps business decision makers like you maximize the impact of their brand. Your company's identification, advertising, and even the words you use make an impression on your clients. With Pinpoint as your coach, you can make sure it's a good impression. Pinpoint provides the creative design and production services for anything you need to enhance your brand, from custom signage to complete marketing solutions. Step up your game with Pinpoint and create the ultimate brand experience for your clients. Visit experiencepinpoint.com.
Jaguars Happy Hour presented by the Fields Auto Group continues with equipment manager Jimmy Luck. Hi, Jimmy. How are you? What's happening? Welcome back. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. We missed you last week on the bye week. Yeah, it was bye week. It was good. Um, got to take it easy a little bit, which was nice after coming off of London. So uh, it was a good few days off, kind of reset, get ready for the second half of the season. So was there a day when every equipment guy was out? No, we, we got to come in. We kind of rotated it around um, to where everybody got a couple days off. Okay. Um, yeah, I think Thursday was the day I was like, I'm not talking to anybody from the stadium. <laughs> I think JP even tried to call me and I'd blame yeah, him off. Yeah, I'd like, ignore it. Yeah, it's fine. I was like, no, I, that's I don't an easy need to. choice there. Right? I mean, that's, <laughs> that's not a real. <laughs> but no, yeah, so we all rotated around and uh, got a little time off. It was nice. Now, uh, will you know going up there, the roof mm-hmm. could be open, could be closed. Do you have to get, do you have to take uh, gear based on that, or do you assume it's closed, or how do you? Work yeah, it? it's it's funny. Uh, Indy is kind of one of those places where you say, "Hey, what's what's the deal? Is the roof going to be open?" Right. Well, we don't have to tell you until ninety minutes before the game, and they that's kind of their line. Gotcha. We're like the, the guys in Houston. They're like, "Hey, it's probably going to be closed." Right. You know, and they they have some more like strict guidelines too. In they Houston. could get you on that one, couldn't they? They can, um, yeah. but I try to get them back. You know, like we send them <laughs> we send them a little list, like uh, you know what you want or what you need. Okay. And I'm like, hey, if the roof's going to be open, can we have heated benches? Um, I, I don't see. I don't think they have heated benches. That's kind of why I do that. But <laughs> it was it was, uh, <laughs> um, but they don't want to be cold either. Right. So, um, but it was closed last week. Um, and it was 49 degrees. I think it's supposed to be 40 degrees this week. But so. you kind of have to take we, stuff. No, we'll, case we'll, though, right? we'll definitely it? throw our cold weather trunks on the yeah. truck and we'll put them on first and they'll be in the back. And I see, you know, so it'll be there if we need it. Gotcha. Um, I don't really foresee it being open. Um, you know, it's going to be cold. The I think last thing uh, you want to do is show up. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then, yeah. Right. All we've got is polos out there yeah. and a little chilly. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's part of, you know, kind of the Boy Scout mantra be prepared. Right. Um, you know, but hopefully we don't need it. Today on the practice field, uh, they're wearing salute to service practice uniforms. Yeah, now, cool. Jimmy, yeah, those, those are pretty cool. neat. Where no the, how, the we will, will they wear them all month? What's the deal with that? Um, we're probably we'll definitely wear them this week. We'll kind of see how it goes. It kind of went over pretty well today. Um, it, November is salute to service month. We've got salute to service game. Our road game is this week against Indy, mm-hmm. and then. Um, back uh, actually it'll be in december our next home game will be salute to service home game but um but yeah it was kind of in honor of that um the foundation and those guys um what they're going to do is we'll wear them and then they'll auction them off and then the money will go to the foundation so that was kind of a a thing to kind of you know get back and we'll you know we'll use that money for uh for the programs that the foundation uses for some of their outreach stuff so the black quarterback jerseys were really sweet yeah, everybody seemed to want those. Leonard wanted a black jersey, and we said, well, you're not a quarterback. Right. He's like, well, I can play one. Right. He, so. He probably just didn't let it end there. Right? <laughs> no, he, yeah. <laughs> you're going to hear about that one for a while, I think. That's right. Now, are, this is just a Jaguar thing? or all Yeah, it was just, it was, no, it was just something we cool. we did. Um, I think some other teams have done it at different times. Um, I think Philly's done it maybe during training camp and the Falcons and uh, some of those that I, um, I used, you know, some of their – input on that and how to do it so um but no it was cool yeah i thought it went over well guys seemed to like it um the camo numbers ironically were kind of hard to see <laughs> how about that <laughs> not the Good idea job, yeah so i guess that works 
That's the idea, I guess. Well done. Um, all right, so a road trip coming up. The Jaguars in Indy. Are you ready to unveil what the Jaguars yep, will wear? Yeah, we're ready to roll here. Let's what do you got for us? We got, uh, we're going to go with the black pants. Okay, black pants. And we will go with the white jerseys. White jerseys, black pants. Avery Jones, uh, both his parents are in the military or retired military, I believe. Veterans, and uh, so that's why I picked him this week. Very cool. That's a big jersey. Yeah, and Aves <laughs> is a good dude. I like him, he's even though great. he did go to Georgia. He's a great guy, and uh, he's one of the guys. He, he's a go-to guy in the locker room. When anything's yeah. going on, he can give you some Longest perspective. Longest-tenured Jaguar. Right? He is. He is. So he has survived it all. Guy. That's been great. So he's, he's good to us, and I like him, even though, like I said, he did go to Georgia, and I'm a Georgia Tech guy, but – Good old fashioned, clean old fashioned hate, right? Yeah, they, what they call that? Yeah, right. it's probably not going to go well this year <laughs> for me. But yeah, it's, you have ups and downs. Love it. Uh, white I would over say black. You have, I would say you'll have your your year sometime soon, but I'm not sure that's true. Either. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. It's <laughs> kind of recruit differently. <laughs> yeah, I'd say. Um, Jimmy, well done. Thank you. All right. Thanks, yeah. Jimmy. Enjoy it up there in Indy wearing Dr- the white dress warm. Well, I'll have it there. Hopefully we won't need it. <laughs> Jimmy Luck, head equipment manager, with us back in a moment. Uh, we'll have Chris Conley, Jaguars wide receiver, joining us, and special guest A.J. Can as well. That's right around the corner. It's Jaguars Happy Hour, presented by the Fields Auto Group on the Jaguars Digital Network. Step up to luxury now. Hello, I'm Dan Fields. Whatever you're driving, you can step up to luxury now. Plus, get our Fields amenities, which include complimentary loaners, car washes, and our cafes. Make this your year to step up to luxury at Fields Cadillac, Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Land Rover, Jaguar, and Lexus. When it comes to the ultimate car buying experience, there's only one name that matters. Fields. And Fields matters because you matter. The Fields Auto Group, proud partners of your Jacksonville Jaguars. Workers' compensation and auto injury claims can be a hassle. Getting your prescriptions shouldn't be. At Smart Workers Pharmacy, they provide free home delivery of prescriptions with no upfront cost or hassle for the patient. They work with insurance companies and attorneys to handle the paperwork so you can focus on what's most important, getting better. If you're injured on the job or in an auto accident, ask your prescriber to send your prescriptions to Smart Workers Pharmacy. Visit smartworkerspharmacy.com to learn more. The official pharmacy of the Jacksonville Jaguars. At ViStar, we believe in better, better convenience, so members can bank any way they want, whether it's at a branch, on a mobile device, or at one of more than 20,000 fee-free ATMs across North America. We believe that people have better things to do with their time. If you believe that convenience is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. Happy Hour presented by the Fields Auto Group. The Jags have launched a new mobile app. Mobile app, if you will, if you're the who. Um, and secure digital ticketing. The all-new official Jags app features exclusive content, enhanced game day alerts, and much more. 
Look for secure digital ticketing when you're back in the bank in December, meaning screenshots of tickets are no longer allowed this year. Download or update the official Jacksonville Jaguars app on Apple and Android devices. I'm J.P. Shadrick. That's John Osier. This is Jaguars Happy Hour, and we're glad you are with us. Coming up, Chris Conley, Jaguars wide receiver, when meetings are done. And uh, we're told his guest today is guard A.J. Can, who's been around here for a number of years. And he'll have some good perspective on uh, the offense and Nick Foles coming back and all that. A.J.'s in, what, his fifth year now? Yeah. And uh, he's a guy that – you know, guards, linemen, every mistake is sort of magnified. So people love to you know, sort of bash offensive linemen. He's taken some criticism over the years, but he's having a pretty good year this year. And he's, uh, he's doing a nice job. And people who, who break down film and analyze it will tell you that he's having one of his better years here. So I like the guy, A.J. King. Well, we'll hear from him yeah. coming up. Chris Conley as well uh, right around the corner. AFC South standings, we touched on them earlier. Let's have a look at them now. And, of course, the Houston Texans – Lead the way in the division at uh, through week ten six and three Indy five and four Tennessee, and then Jacksonville four and five and this is how it can swing as we said earlier, if the Jags win here then they can jump up they've beaten Indy or would have beaten Indy if they win this week and have already beaten Tennessee they would be in second place with the tiebreaker over those two teams, with only Houston ahead of them, uh, and of course if you drop one here it, it gets uh, treacherous in a hurry at best in this division. Well, it just shows you uh, how, you know, perception and in a league where there's only 16 games, everything swings so much on particular games. It's it, it's the nature of the beast. Had the Jaguars won either of their games against the Texans, and you say, well, you know, no way they're going to win in London. Well, basically what that graphic showed you is the Jaguars are three inches from first place. That's about right. Because yeah. if Fournette gets in in yep. week three or week, week two. two, and now I'm not I'm I'm not saying they have played like a first place team because they haven't for the most part. It's why they're not there. But that's the reality of the league is that's how close they are to being in first place. Everything out in front of them, but they didn't. So now they're up against it, and that's how that's why they play the games. This makes it a great league. That's the truth. Let's take a look at the bigger picture, the AFC playoff picture, and we take a look at the standings and uh, the division leaders. First off, New England, of course, eight and one. Baltimore is on a roll right now. Houston and Kansas City. If it ended today, and it never does, but if it did, well, not if it did, it'd be Buffalo and Pittsburgh, right. and it would be trouble for everybody else. Yeah, it'd be trouble for a lot of us. A lot um, of things outside of football too. Um, in the hunt, though, you could probably chop that off after the Chargers. Uh, yeah, I, I guess and be okay. Uh, Raiders, Colts, Titans, Jags, Chargers, Broncos, and Cleveland really have to win out to even have a, a hope here. But for the Jaguars, you play everybody on in the hunt in the wild card except the Steelers and the Bills. So you're playing everybody uh, 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 in the in the hunt graphic mm-hmm. except the Broncos and the Browns. And you've already played the Broncos and beat them. Some team out of that in the hunt is going to get hot and probably make the wild card. Uh, you know, there's no reason it can't be the Jags. It, everything has lined up. They've got the quarterback back. From a national perspective, and sometimes it's perceived different nationally than locally, 
locally there's all the arguing over Minshew and there's still maybe some sort of hangover from the Jalen Ramsey thing. You know what you're not, whatever. But uh, nationally, most people look at that and say, they have done a great job surviving without Nick Foles. Now they have their quarterback back. They're a game out. This is a team that you've got to watch. So uh, that's what it is. Our regular co-host on this program every week joins us in studio now, wide receiver Chris Conley. Welcome back after the bye. Chris, how are you, sir? Doing well. Doing well. Good to be here. Uh, Glad to be back in Jacksonville, back at work. And special day to be joined by the illustrious A.J. Can. Welcome. Illustrious. Get close to the mic. If you oh, yes. I'm sorry. Yeah. Sorry, guys. <laughs> sorry. Microphone etiquette. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. How That's you doing? Appalachian State fan, wow. AJ Cam, right? I can't believe you just went there, man. <laughs> oh, wow. Straight for the jugular. Well, I know. I've known oh, AJ sorry. a while, so I feel like I can get there. And uh, mm. It's rough in here. Yeah, it's going to be worse I spent a lot of time in Boone, so I had a little connection. It's rough. It's, nice, uh, nice. Wow. That was a good team, man. That was a good team. <laughs> well, they actually are. Yeah. Man. All right. But you beat Georgia. Yeah. We did. So. I know. He was supposed to wear his hoodie, but I'm not. Gonna I know. Do it. I'm surprised he didn't take it <laughs> I'm off not on the way it over him. here. I he said, "I said, you know what? I'm he didn't make me do it, which is which is crazy." But I like AJ, so even if we would have won, I wouldn't have made him wear anything. Yeah, There's I, a couple guys in there, oh, that I'm I'm coming after. But AJ, yeah, me and AJ, we go way back. Is that oh, cool. why he wasn't the guest a couple of weeks back? No, no. Actually, he had some I, stuff I, I, coming. I was he to, come he was supposed to, but he had some things come up. He was actually supposed to be on like shortly after that game. Yeah, but he had some things come up, but. You know he's here now. Yeah, I told him. I told him to hold me a spot. I'm, I'm making it in today. Today's the day. Well, yeah. we're glad to have you. But you Listen. wouldn't have if you'd known yeah. I was going there. If, so. if you would have went there, I probably would have told Chris I had something to do. <laughs> <laughs> Busy today. Uh, story number one today: Nick Foles at the podium. He's back. He's starting this week. You guys are both on offense. Uh, how different will this feel? Uh, is it any different from the last weeks? And what do you expect from number seven this week? Well, I can already say outside, um, lining up on the outside, things are different. Things are different. Uh, breaking the huddle, coming out, uh, you know, just seven has a different different presence in the huddle. Uh, the way that he likes to play the game, his tempo, cadence is much different. Uh, so it's been good this week to be able to get that work with him, be in the huddle, communicate with him, and just get a feel for how that communication is going to go uh, on Sunday. Uh, it's been different, but it's been very good, uh, and I feel like we've been making strides and being productive. Why, for the fan who doesn't understand. Why are the things you just said important? Why is tempo and cadence and what he brings as a veteran guy? I know it's important from talking to players over the years, but why does that matter so much? Well, you know, tempo tempo is one thing. You can really gain a lot of momentum from the way that a quarterback decides to go at tempo. You know, every quarterback has a different speed at which they like to play the game, whether it's no huddle, whether it's, uh, you know, they want to get the play in fast, get up to the line, make audibles, which Nick is one of those guys. He wants to get the play in early so that he can get to the line, see the defense, make changes if he wants to. Uh, and, you know, everybody everybody does it a little bit different. Cadence uh, is another thing because uh, you, can, you can really affect a defense with cadence and vice versa. If you're not very good at cadence, cadence can negatively affect an offense. And so that's just a lot of communication has to go on when you make a change like that. That's uh, yes. big on the offensive line yes. too, right? Uh, I was shaking my head yes because that cadence is a big thing because you know, especially uh, at, for an away game, you know, we'd be on silent count and they're getting tee off on the snap count. You know, he's going to be switching it up and it gets the defensive line off balance. They don't know which snap count is on, especially when he's talking about cadence. I had to refresh my memory because Nick was out there using them all. I'm like, which one is that one? Like, <laughs> it was crazy. He we used haven't them used them in a while. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting stuff. Now, and and let's touch quickly. I mean, we we talked about this before you guys went away on the bye, but 
the job Gardner did. And we heard from Gardner today, and you know, he, he wants to play and contribute, but he knows, he understands, it feels like. What he did for this offense, A.J., is pretty – it's remarkable. My, my hat's off to him, man. Uh, he did a hell of, hell of a job for a rookie, you know, quarterback coming in and his playmaking skills off the charts, man. He was able to do things that, you know, we didn't expect. But, you know, for for us, you know, as, as older guys coming in and watching them and then just – man, I was I was just the biggest fan at, for him as anybody else was. It was, a, it was incredible. Mm, good stuff, man. Uh, it's really good for this franchise moving ahead here too. Um, okay, division games here coming up. Division game, singular. That's how you there look we at go. it. I like it. See, I, I, I've, I've corrected slowly myself. Slowly but surely, this, <laughs> this show is, is getting to the point where we talk about the week at hand. And, you know, I, I like that. You know, first weekend here, it was like, oh, these games on the slate. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We got one. We got one game this week. So let's, you know, but now we're, we're getting close. We're almost there. It's week 11. I finally figured it out. Talk to me about out. Tennessee. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh, oh, hurts me right here. But really, like this is this is this is really a big week for us. A uh, really Huge. big week for us, uh, going up against a Colts team uh, that's that's had some injury, uh, a little bit of adversity, uh, but that's played really well this year. Uh, a team that has a lot of confidence, have a lot of confidence on defense and the guys that they have out there. A really good challenge for us, you know, getting Nick back out there, getting comfortable as an offense, getting on the same page with him. Uh, and coming off of a bye week, this is this is big for us. But we're we're preparing, and we feel prepared for it. I feel like uh, AJ that the this team over the last few years has matched up pretty well against Indy. Just overall, why is that? Do you feel that way too? Uh, you know, yeah, even though you said it's the past, you know, even though it's a new year, this team is. You know, you just can't you can't go into to Indy thinking, oh, these guys don't have the players like that. You know, these guys play extremely hard. You know, watching the film, I heard Coach say up. He all, he's quick to say it. he was like, oh, these guys, you know, these players are so-so, but be careful because you watch film, you turn on the film, it's like, wow, these guys, all 11 guys are to the ball, mm-hmm. and, and they're there in a hurry. So we got to be on that uh, P's and Q's and be ready to go. Yeah, that, that, that linebacker kind of leads the way there, right? Darius Leonard is uh, a yeah, second-year yeah, player, young guy, yeah, he can play. Player. Yeah, that's one, that's one thing uh, Coach said, too. We got to make sure we put a hat on that guy because if we don't, he's all over the field making plays. No doubt. Where is the line right now, AJ? It, it – it started off uh, during the preseason. A lot of you guys didn't have a chance to play together a whole lot. Um, and early on, there were some stops and starts. But it felt like against the Texans that the pass blocking was there. Just overall, where do you guys feel like you stand? You know, I just feel like, you know, at, as an offensive line-wise, I feel like we just got to make sure we do a better job at finishing. You know, uh, if you watch film, you know, we're on guys, blocking guys, but the screen and finish, if we, if we put an emphasis on that, there's no telling where the where the running lanes can hit for Leonard, uh, extra time in the pocket for for uh, for Nick. Mm-hmm. So, but just overall, I think if we do that, you know, that'll make us better offensively as a whole. How impressed are you this year with the job that Leonard's done? I mean, last year he fought through injuries, et cetera, but he seems like a different guy coming back. When you watch film, do you see him running differently? Yes, you know, he's a very tough runner, and uh, he's one of those guys that as, as the game gets going, when he gets the ball, he, he just get, gets – it's harder to bring him down, you know, and that's the kind of back we need and, and the kind of back we look for. And, and, and if we want to win games, we're going to have to establish a run game, and he's the kind of back that can take on all those carries. D.D. Westbrook missed last week's game, or two weeks ago now in London, um, and everybody's back healthy now, it seems like. Everybody's at practice. And how important is it for this offense, Chris, to have – the full assortment of wide receivers available 
It seemed like you guys missed him a little bit last time out against of course, the Texans. Of course. You know, we rely heavily on every single guy in our room uh, in this offense in some capacity. And missing D.D. Westbrook, that, that creates a void. Uh, but having him back, having all the weapons back in this offense, especially with a guy who likes to go to the line of scrimmage and change things, who likes to go to the line of scrimmage and create plays, having weapons across the board makes your offense very potent. It makes it very dangerous. Uh, so we're, we're very glad to have Didi back out there. But overall, having guys healthy on this team, especially late into the second half of the year, having a healthy team is so important as you go towards the games that really matter for who's going to be around you know, come January, February. At this point, having those guys back team-wise is, is huge. Can you feel that on the practice field and in the locker room that everybody's sort of there again? Does that make sense it, it, that everybody's healthy? Do you, does practice feel lively or faster because of that? I think so. I think a little bit uh, not only because people are feeling good, but also seeing faces out there who might not have been out there. Mm-hmm. Seeing guys out there multiple days in a row when at some point, you know, they would take a day, they would practice one day, they'd have a day of rest, and seeing those guys out there consistently, uh, seeing the communication going on between guys who might be older uh, and who have to take care of their bodies and stuff, at this point in the year, that creates energy. That creates energy seeing guys who have fought through stuff back in the mix and creating uh, this team camaraderie and really helping us channel everything towards getting a win. Oh, go ahead, John. We've asked about uh, Foles in terms of the cadence, but you're a guy who's as close to him as anybody. You've known him a long time. I think everybody knows the story that you, you know you kind of predicted the Super Bowl MVP year because you knew him. Um, him stepping into this, I'll call it a must-win situation, but very important situation. What is it about him that functions so well when the pressure is on? Uh, I think he functions well under pressure because he doesn't feel the pressure. I think he focuses well under pressure because he has always approached the game of football the right way. And even after, after the moment where he thought he was going to retire, he learned to approach it even better. He learned to focus on the things that he can control. He learned to rely and lean on not only his relationship with God, but the brothers around him in his locker room and really just come down to a point where he could be honest and go in a huddle and say, hey, guys, I don't know how things are going to play out here, but I love each and every one of you. And I'm going to I'm going to give you everything that I got and look you in the eye and say that. And when someone can come to you with that honesty, someone who has played on those big stages and says, hey, I don't know everything, but I'm going to give you everything that I've got. And I love you no matter what happens. When, when you have that sort of trust in people, it, it elevates the game of people around mm-hmm. him. And so, um, you know, I, I don't want to say that he's going to do this, that he's going to do that, but I know that he's continuing to approach the day and the moment and stay right where he's at and love the guys around him, and it affects people. And Chris knew him already, AJ, but I assume you felt that as soon as he got here. Like when uh, the first time he came in, and I'm going to say it like this, when he stepped into the huddle, and he started uh, calling the play. I was like, "Man, this guy, this guy knows what he's talking about. He's on his stuff." And the, the way he comes into the huddle, like I can see him. He tells the receivers, "He was like, you got this route, that route, that route, offensive line. It's on this. Make sure, remember, it's on this." Like he's just so, he's just so there. You know what I'm saying? Even when he was hurt, when he was talking about guys who uh, was hurt and now they're mm-hmm. back, 
when when Nick was hurt, he was always around, and he showed his he made his presence known, talking. You know, he's always in the locker room, making sure I see him talking to Gordon about Gordon about this and that. And now that he's back, and just I feel to me, I feel like with his presence, he never left. Even though he wasn't on the field, I feel like that that Nick never left. That's he's a quarterback cool. even yeah. beyond the field. Yes. Sounds like he's that. Yes, so. yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, this is uh, the portion of the show where. Chris, you can fire away at your guest. You know, uh, typically I, I would do that, but given the fact that my university lost and um, he's not making me wear the jersey, we'll open the floor up to AJ first. Oh, is there wow. any question? Wow. This is your moment. Any question that you have for me, as as painful as you want to make it, you can do it right now. I just want to know, are you, are you guys going to finish in the, in the playoffs, you know, better than you did last year? You know, everybody's talking about, uh, Bama getting back into it. If you guys lose the the SEC championship, I just want to know what, what are you thinking. I mean, they might what lose this week. <laughs> they, got, they got Auburn this week. Oh man, I, I don't even worry about the SEC game yet. <laughs> you know, but go I, ahead. I've I have supported my boys the whole year, but I told you, you did. You I did. told him the week that we came and played him. I was like, you know what? I don't think I don't know if Georgia's as good as everybody's making them out to be. You did. You know, me. right now they have a lot of talent. Mm-hmm. They have uh they have accolades this and that there's a lot of hype surrounding the program but the way that the guys have produced on the field just doesn't do it for me it doesn't do it for me when I watched this game this past weekend with Alabama and LSU the level of play that they played to was so elevated I haven't seen that out of Georgia this year I I honestly have not I love them love those guys believe in them but they have not elevated their game in every game some games they've played down to the level of their opponents, and it's come back to bite them. I'm not going to say, you know, <laughs> South Carolina, you know, they played down that they played down that week, and South Carolina played a complete and total game. So, in order for Georgia to stay in the contention this year, they got to learn to elevate, and they got to do it fast. At this point, it might be too late. Yeah, we'll fair. see. Makes yeah. sense. Makes um, sense. The defense is good, though. I mean, Georgia, Georgia's defense is there. Defense is the defense has played well, but. Even still, if, if your offense needs a defense to make up ground, I haven't seen the defense really step up to an elite level to really push that offense over the edge, push the team over the edge. Wow. How that, about that? That makes sense because South Carolina was going up and down the field on that defense. Oh, man. <laughs> I try to give him some props, wow. and then he starts, starts throwing shots at me. How about that? I'm just throwing kidding, shots. man. I'm just pulling I'm just you know, the How about that? Yeah, I, I can. I can, but, you know, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. That's my guy. That's Love my guy. Uh, AJ, good to see you, man. Thanks, as man. Always, thank always, you. always glad to be on here, man. Thanks for coming in. Yes, sir. No AJ problem. can with us. Chris, well done, as always. Great job, Eddie. As always. Let's get a win this week in Indy. Let's do yes, it. Let's one do at that. a time. Let's do yes, it. Yes, one at a time. You're right. One at a time. You're right. And the one is this week, 1 o'clock Sunday. This is yes. the only game we know about. That's it. Colts, Jaguars. <laughs> That's it. Coming up Sunday, Lucas Oil Stadium. We'll catch you next time on Jaguars Happy Hour, presented by the Fields Auto Group.